0: We must stop D.A.C. They have only 72 hours to accomplish their objectives. The four specialists will exterminate the troops of D.A.C. They will never be defeated. Shock Troopers Second Squad Hello, everyone, and welcome to One Controller Port Podcast, Episode Thirty Six. My name's Ben Yoder, and I'm here this week to talk to you about things that are, unfortunately, um, mostly only semi-related to games. Some of them are more directly related; other ones are are not so directly related. Um, so, yeah. Uh, basically, what I mainly did this week, uh, I did. I did play some uh, more PUBG. Um, and then also more Togedon two. So those two things I did I did play, but I I don't really have anything too interesting to say about either of them at this point. I'm not deep enough in it two to really feel that good about talking like an entire other segment about it although i will say that i switched over i forget if i mentioned before i don't play in two but i was using like these fist weapons and i liked them a lot but uh, uh i ended up going with the sword and shield just because it's a there's a lot more flexibility in how you can use them as like an attack or a defense stance uh but yeah i'm working on Tokyo two still i'm like in chapter three in the story and i think that's like halfway through the game or a little under halfway through the game um but mainly what i what i i think is most interesting to talk about this week is um i went ahead and tried uh some vr chat and obviously vr chat you know got popular on the internet um with you know all those videos of uh knuckles going around making making sounds and and saying th- things um and I mean, uh, a lot of those VR chat videos, I, I did go through a lot of them and I enjoyed them for the most part. Uh, but when I actually sat down and, and played VR chat for myself, and uh, just a quick note, I'm playing the desktop version. I do not have a VR headset. Um, I did play some VR chat uh, with a friend of mine and then also a little bit on my own. Um, and. Th- and really and maybe it's because everyone's so self aware of those videos now. Anyone who shows up and starts like doing any of that stuff is just more of like, Oh, you're doing the the internet video thing. Cool I guess. <laughs> um you just kind of ignore them. Uh, but what I think it is most interesting about uh, VR chat and probably it's not anything particularly new i mean there's always been like second life and other virtual world things it's just being able to to go around these worlds that have been handcrafted by or sometimes are handcrafted since it's imported from another game uh, but anyways people build these worlds and they can be really bizarre sometimes uh and then there's like different avatars that are really weird i was like this weird like shadowy wizard thing with uncontrollable limbs who was just like balling up and like spreading his limbs out nonstop over and over again and then one that had like appendages exploding off of him at all times and leaving like pools of blood behind him it's just a lot of really weird like fever dream kind of stuff and then uh on the other side of it there's also like Entire maps from other video games imported, like um, Lathane Plateau from Final Fantasy XI, as well as like Argon are in, is in there. And honestly, there's nothing in them. Somebody literally, I mean, I'm I'm sure it probably wasn't super easy, but they basically imported these maps from the game and then made them into lobbies in VR Chat. And they're they're pretty broken, but it's kind of interesting because you can. Uh, walls are kind of a suggestion in VR Chat rather than an actual an actual thing there's a lot of walls you can just kind of jump up and fly over uh so you get to see some of these areas and games that um ne- you wouldn't always necessarily be able to like jump up on like there's these big things in Fall Face Eleven called like crag hollas or crags and hollas specifically the one in the Latine Plateau um and like you you just never would see what was Uh, from the top of that crag you just never really see it except for maybe like a cutscene where maybe a camera's rotating around the top of it but like you can just jump and climb all the way up and then like look down at the Latine Plateau from like a whole new angle from what you're playing and since it's just the map from Final Fantasy 11 imported it just looks like Final Fantasy 11 (laughs) um but then there's like elements missing like obviously there's no monsters or if there's monsters uh they just are stationary and make a sound or something like that um but yeah, it's 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 just neat to poke around and see what people have started creating in that game and you know, as it's gotten more popular, I think I think there's a little bit more attention on creating that stuff. Um I I will say that it's pretty clear it's it's interesting cuz like the people who are playing the PC game very clearly don't really have much of an investment in it a lot of times and they usually just go around and harass people. Um, where the people that are using VR headsets seem to often be in more like actual conversations. (laughs) Um, I'm sure it probably just depends on who you're there hanging out with and your personality type too. But, um, I feel like every time, every time I see people is like standing in a group talking, they always have, you know, the handset movement and things like that um and I think it's just maybe they have more of an investment into that kind of thing and also there's something to be said about you know with VR it feeling like a virtual world to some extent and um you being there in person versus like just sitting in front of the PC and just like spinning around and stuff I would just like pick a character and then like I have a trackball mouse so (laughs) I do this in PUBG sometimes too where I'll just like spin the mouse wheel and my character will just like flip out and start spinning everywhere uh and it looks kind of (laughs) crazy And so I would, I was doing that in VR chat too. People were like, are you, are you okay? (laughs) Are you fine? I'm just like sitting down in a chair with my head rotating around in circles and stuff. Um, but yeah, it was interesting and it's kind of strange. Um, I would say I'm not, there was a long time where I wouldn't voice chat at all, even with friends. Um, I just felt it to be very embarrassing for some reason. I'm not sure why. Uh, I think recording videos helped a lot with that, getting over that. I think maybe just embarrassment about my voice or something. Um, uh, but I will say one thing that I still don't really do is I don't really voice chat with strangers still. And there's a lot of times in VR chat where somebody will talk to me and I just don't say anything back and I feel kind of bad, (laughs) but I'm just like, I don't really, I just, this feels wrong and embarrassing right now when I really should just say something, um, but hey, you know, whatever. I I am afraid to admit that there were definitely times after I played some VR chat that I was like, I wonder how much a VR headset costs and then go look it up and be like, that's a lot of money. That's more money than I should ever probably spend on this thing without like, you know, having a significant uh you know amount of software that I'm interested in trying. So I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing that. Then three days later, later, I was looking up the technical specifications required for for using a VR headset, and I'm like, God damn it, goddammit, I shouldn't do this. I shouldn't be doing this. Um <laughs> But uh, I haven't bought one. I shouldn't buy one. And I hope I don't buy one. So if I do buy one, shame on me. You guys will be the first to know probably. Uh, or among the first to know. Because um, really, there's there's very few things I really want to try. But it's just, there's something so appealing. Like when you're playing on the PC, specifically VR chat, you just can really tell the difference of just like, I have su- such limited ways to interact with this world compared to other people. Like I I can click on objects. I can't really rotate them. I can't. I can't, you know, move them around. I can't draw really well. I can't, like, do anything. And and like the amount of expression that comes out of someone using those VR headsets with like a like being able to move their arms and in some cases legs with some people who have leg trackers. Um, it's uh it's just. There's a there's an extra layer of like believability about someone in that game, and like and feeling it looks like at least from the outside that it's just an extra level of like investment you get from using like a VR headset and just being being a part of that world. Um, and I think that's super interesting, and I think that's probably what makes VR in general pr- pretty interesting. But I haven't really used it much. I did try. I think I talked about this before. I did try Gran Turismo Sport and PS PS VR. Which looked awful but at the very least I was able to like look at the chair beside me and like if I thought hard enough about it I could say hey this chair is actually here brain and my brain would be like "Mm, yeah it's probably there (laughs) Um, and and would accept that which was kind of interesting uh to do um i didn't actually drive around in that game very much i just actually stared in the chair beside me for the most part because i was more interested in the space of being in the in the car rather than like you know actually driving so yeah uh vr chat is a weird thing i put i don't know how much time i put into it i can look it up here real quick but i i put a handful of hours into it i think i might spend a little more time into it there's just something bizarre and appealing about you know moving around that environment and seeing people uh that is my player none battleground time i put like five hours so i haven't put much time into vr chat but it's pretty neat um another thing i got and this isn't very specifically game related but um it is very handy um i i bought an xbox one controller i don't have an xbox one i have an xbox 360 and a original xbox um but basically um I've used the DualShock for PC gaming for many, many years. Um, and it's always been kind of a nightmare. Um, I use PCs a lot. But there's a lot of times where I'm just very confused about what's happening. And setting up those DualShock drivers is always very confusing for me. Um, and and I, I got to the point where I was trying to use like DS4 tool. And I couldn't get the D-pad to work. Specifically when I was trying to play Neo Geo games. Um, and I was just like, I think... I just need to buy a decent controller, um, but I was kind of split because, um, I wanted a decent controller with, like, a a good D-pad, uh, which an Xbox 360 controller doesn't have a good D-pad, uh, but I also wanted a controller that would be good for, um, you know, standard, like, console-style games or gamepad-style games, really, mouse and keyboard games, I'm perfectly fine, I love mouse and keyboard, but, uh, for games that are specifically built for gamepad, um... I wanted an option for that for a more modern game, so I was thinking about like doing like a Super Nintendo style PC controller versus, and as well as like using an Xbox 360 controller. But I played Cuphead at my uh, dad's house, and I thought the D-pad on the Xbox One controller isn't bad. It's pretty solid. Um, at least I I really enjoyed using it. It's a little slick, if that's the right word. Where like your your thumb kind of just Rolls around on it a bit much more than I, than I would like it to, but it, it seems precise. Um, so I decided to get an Xbox one controller. I made it GameCube themed, um, which more or less worked out, I guess not really, but, but, uh, I like the color purple a lot anyways. Um, so I'm pretty happy with it. Uh, but yeah, I was just like, it, it was amazing because usually have to spend like twenty, forty minutes trying to get my controller set up before playing anything on a PC. And you, you may be saying, well, why you're a fucking dumbass? Why does it take you so long to get a Dual Shock set up on a PC? Which is fine, you can say that. Um, I don't blame you. Uh, I probably just have something I missed. <laughs> um, but I always just had a lot of trouble with the Dual Shock, and this was literally I plugged the controller in, Windows made the device connection sound. And then I loaded up Shock Trooper's second squad and, uh, and it worked perfectly fine. And I played through Shock Trooper's second squad. Um, and that's a great game. You should play it sometimes if you, I think both Shock Trooper games are really good. I think some people prefer one of the, over the other. Um, but I think they're both great games and the second one has great English voice acting. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's good fun. I, I like it better than Metal Slug. Because it's a lot easier to read. I have a lot of problems with mail slug overall, I think, where I just there's so much going on screen it's very hard to parse what's happening sometimes. Uh it's part of why I like Contra better than Metal Slug. It just feels like there's a lot more, um a lot more uh or a lot less stuff you have to sit there and try to read. Uh Metal Slug feels like a game very much focused on graphics <laughs> um I am just playing the PC ports of Neo Geo games and I don't know if this is the original hardware I feel like I've played Metal Slug games in the original hardware and it's very slow but every time I play a Neo Geo game emulated through whatever it was like dot emu or something like that it has a ton of frame rate issues it's just like chugging non-stop um I don't know it's 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 not enough to make me dislike the games usually, but it is a little a little concerning. Anytime I play anything emulated, I get a little concerned about that stuff. Like, am I really getting the original experience for this? Um, which I mean that's a good reason for when I do go to an arcade if someone has like an M V S cabinet with the actual cartridge in there, or maybe like the whatever, you know, one thousand titles in one cart or whatever. Anyways, either way, you know, playing on real hardware. Um I like to kinda compare and see if I notice as much slowdown. Um but but I, I don't go to arcades super often. So um so yeah. And uh one side note, um the uh this is even less related about games <laughs> um is uh I fixed my laptop maybe. Um I had a laptop that was just overheating nonstop and I used to use it as my main computer and then I bought uh, an actual PC. Um, so I actually, and then I had, I had another desktop in between that I took from, um, my grandfather who didn't need it anymore. Um, anyways, uh, but yeah, so, so it was over, my laptop was overheating a bunch. And so I was like, I'm going to try to fix this because a, I don't really use this laptop and then B, uh, it'd be a fun project. And it was, it was difficult. I've never taken a laptop apart before. And that is kind of a mess (laughs) inside. It was easier than I thought in some ways. Um but uh yeah i I just replaced the thermal paste on it, replaced the fan. I did break one of the screws on the on the fan mount, so I hope that's not gonna be a problem but <laughs> but I booted the pc back up uh and it seems fine. I ran Windows updates on it um looking at it over there, I don't hear the fan like freaking out on it or anything, so hopefully that just means the fan is uh not needed right now and not that the fan's not working. <laughs> um so yeah uh we're gonna go to the uh the uh fortune cookie segment i i kind of thought about talking about nintendo labo this week but i really don't have anything to say other than uh i'm glad uh project giant robo is back i i always wanted to play project giant robot and uh that game seems to be back with uh what's it called um uh, uh, Nintendo Labo. So if you haven't looked up Nintendo Labo, look it up. It's interesting, uh, but it's also not very video game related. Um, it's like a, it's a toy more than anything, which is nothing, nothing bad. Um, I'm, I'm always a proponent of like Nintendo doing weird stuff. Um, uh. Because I'd rather them do... Like, if I had to choose between Mario Odyssey and, like, a Nintendo Labo, I'd probably play the Nintendo Labo stuff. Just like, I want to play the weird thing rather than Mario Odyssey. Which, I mean, Mario Odyssey is a great game. Um, I just don't... At some point, you play, you play enough Mario. <laughs> um, <laughs> And, yeah, I don't know. Mario Galaxy is great, though. I need to play Galaxy 2 still. Uh. Anyways, Uh. fortune cookie time. I got StarCraft Brood War. Um, I feel like I talked about Blizzard recently. I think last week I talked about Diablo, um, and in there I kind of briefly mentioned StarCraft. Unfortunately, I don't have anything specific to say about StarCraft Brood War per se. Um, it's the expansion pack to StarCraft. Uh, you know, adds new new story, new units, uh, all that good stuff. Um, the problem with me and StarCraft is uh, I I played that game solely for user-generated maps. Um, so Brood War was an important component because some some of those maps would require Brood War. Uh, specifically, I can think of the Mario Party uh, maps and stuff that had like a bunch of mini games. I remember I remember some of the units on there that were being used, or specific to Brood War. Uh, but it depended on the version of those, those maps you did, um, but yeah, user-made maps in StarCraft are really bizarre, just a bunch of random stuff, uh, sometimes you'd have something where you have, like, one hero character moving around, um, and you could, like, recover health and stuff, you know, get currency that you could spend, there's just so many, like, RPG elements, people, like, forced into those StarCraft user-made maps, um, there's also, like, tower defense games, um just like racing games like with mario party there's a ton of mini games and stuff like avoiding bombs you know killing the most of a certain thing they're often like pretty imbalanced (laughs) um you'd have like uh like oh i'm toad and then like they would be like the spider monsters that shot really slowly compared to like um like a marine who could shoot really fast and you're just like you're immediately at a disadvantage with that stuff uh yeah StarCraft is an interesting thing uh, for that reason for me. Um, the actual, and I think I mentioned this last week, I I was an Age of Empires RTS guy. Um, I was not really into Warcraft very much. I mean, I liked Warcraft 2, but I hadn't played Age of Empires 2 yet. So, like, I enjoyed Warcraft until I went to Age of Empires. <laughs> um, and then after that, I kind of moved on to StarCraft. But with StarCraft, it was pretty much, I'd say, 95% of my time in that game was done you know with like user generated maps um so i wish i had more to say about starcraft brood war as a whole but i don't really um i think that's probably gonna be the same story you get from me anytime starcraft comes up i'll just tell you about all these like modified maps and stuff i really like (sighs) there's (laughs) i don't know the thoughts behind some of this stuff there's this one mode where um And it had a bunch of different names, but I remember specifically for some reason it was called The Simpsons a lot of time usually. And there'd be these bunkers at the top of the screen and at the bottom of the screen. And I I think it was generally team-based, three-on-three. And you'd have a bunker that would just spawn units nonstop. Uh, and then you had this, like, little, little peon that stood in the corner with these little pads they could walk onto, and those pads would give general instructions to, like, all of your units. So you can sit there and build these units up around your bunker, and at some point, if you had too many units around your bunker, it would, um, it would eventually force the spawn to, to stop, and then would be this really annoying brant noise saying that a, a unit couldn't spawn because there's too many units in that one area. Um, but yeah, it was just, like, it would be called The Simpsons, and you would choose a character, and, um, And uh, you would just have an infinite spawning amount of this certain character type, and you'd sit there and you'd try to, like, you know, overpower the other characters by, you know, attacking individual uh, groups and stuff. Um, but it was just kind of like this constant flow of units moving from place to place. It wasn't really like you commanding anyone, which might be why I liked it. I like the mass command of units in Age of Empires, and StarCraft never really had that, nor did WarCraft. Uh, you can only select like 10 units at a time. Uh, but it was funny because, like like I was saying earlier with like the imbalance stuff, uh, what would essentially happen is after you killed enough things, uh, you would you're, you're, you're level up and it would, you would change to a different uh, uh, character or unit type sometimes in those um because you're only like, generating one unit and it's just automatically generating them um and sometimes you'd actually like level up to another unit that was intended to be better but they were kind of just bad <laughs> um and so you'd be like you would just be kind of screwed <laughs> for a while um and then like you'd have certain enemy types like the uh the snipers and stuff would just like obliterate some unit types um it was just really imbalanced but it's, it's interesting it's it's crazy how much people do with modding tools and stuff like that and in starcraft specifically you know being able to get different game modes like going as far as like having a a movie recording thing that you could do i mean it wasn't recording anything but you could basically got camera controls uh and like different actions and stuff that you could make a movie with it was it was very bizarre and strange um so yeah starcraft is a good time uh, anyways, that's going to do it for this week. Thank you guys very much for listening. Um, I have no promises on anything right now. I'm kind of in in the moment of getting some of my life pulled back together <laughs> and making sure I get some things done. I uh, got my hair cut, got my car oil changed. I finished that laptop that was just sitting on my desk for forever. So I'm just kind of taking off these little things bit and bit by a time. Um, it's been a slow start to 2018 for me, uh, but hopefully I'm, I'm slowly recovering. Uh, I definitely don't feel as sick this week, at the very least. Um, I'm, I have a cough drop, so hopefully... I don't think I coughed during this podcast. I was coughing pretty bad today, but I think the cough drop might have helped. So, uh, yeah, so, so hopefully, you know, going forward, things will be good. Things will be great. <laughs> All right, I hope you guys have a good week. Goodbye.